Welcome to Conversations with Bob and Sherry. This is episode three. Today, we're going to discuss the congressional Republicans, specifically the agenda of the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committee that was recently announced. Uh, we have some thoughts on the FTX situation, and Sherry's going to read us a couple of headlines of interest. Well, thank you, Bob. Um, being that the flu season is upon us and we have won through a couple years of COVID-19, I thought there was a couple headlines that's kind of interesting. Um, this one was on CNN. It was posted May 11th, 2022. It was May of this year, and I just kind of caught on with it. And the headline says, Growing share of COVID-19 death are among vaccinated people but booster shots substantially lower the risk. And this was a report on Deidre McPhillips and looks like there are Sanjay Gupta, which is a CNN, um, the doctor, contributing doctor in CNN. He, there was a clip of him um, on that, which I felt that was interesting. Um, another headline, it was sent to me by a friend of mine. And I did some research on it. This is uh, from... Uh, www.mt.com. So this is actually a local CBS affiliate uh, channel that is uh, affiliate of CBS. So um, I'll just read you the headline real quick in the first paragraph. It says Pfizer Moderna researching rare side effect linked to COVID vaccines. With triple threats of virus sweeping across the country, pharmaceutical companies have launched their own clinical trial on COVID vaccines in young adults and also possible impact of heart conditions. And if you go down the article, this is the interesting part. Well, we've known for about a year that in young people, mostly males, but in females as well, we seem to have vaccine-induced myocarditis. That's an inflammation of the heart muscle only associated so far with the mRNA vaccines. For quite some time now, we've known since the summer of 2020 that almost all of the serious illness and deaths occur in people who are over age of 50 and usually have other comorbidities. Singer explained. So I posted these two headlines, Bob, on our Facebook page. So if people wanted to go and read more about it, they can. Um, I'm not going to put my own spin on it. I just want people to read it. And these are all from mainstream media resources. So there, there you, we go. You're not going to comment at all? <laughs> no. No. I think, I think the headlines pretty much speak for itself. Well, you can comment. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I guess the one, uh, the second one you mentioned about the myocarditis, I mean, it's good that they meant they mentioned that that's been known for a long time because it has. Um, it's been clear since they rolled this vaccine out into the younger people that there's a higher risk of this myocarditis. In fact, they initially, one of the age groups that might have been the under 18, when they released the vaccine, if you recall, they stopped it. Uh -huh. um, and they went back to because of the myocarditis problems. And I believe they lowered the dose. So you have a disease with uh, the, the virus has a much lower risk with the younger people, but the vaccine has a much higher risk in the young people. So it's just not a one size fits all. And 
I mean, I'm glad there's someone's finally going to do a trial specifically for that. But why has it been a year and a half, two years that this has been going on? And there is a statistic from C C um, CDC on the uh, effects of the vaccination to uh, specifically male from eight to twenty four year old on um, the 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 myocarditis incidence and then the sudden death syndrome. And I'll get that chart. I will post it onto our Facebook, and people can okay. read about it. But it, it is interesting to me. Um, we're at twenty twenty two, and the the. The talk of myocarditis has been going around for a while, but it was suppressed in the mainstream media. It was saying to be very, very rare. And the people I've spoken against talked about it were suppressed on Twitter and all social media. But now the mainstream media are saying the same thing that for a year and a half, they're saying these are conspiracy theorists. So, um, but I'll find the chart. Uh, the chart give a very good um, indication of it. It break down to eight to sixteen year old, then I think mm -hmm. it's all the way to twenty four year old. Um, so, there we go. So you mentioned the the media has changed, and see that that's one of my problems. You know, with calling what happened science. Every time you go for a medical procedure, they have you, they list all of the potential risks, the complications, and then they have you sign consent. So your doctor goes over with you. Um, I'm recommending this procedure. Here's why. It might help you is usually what they say. And there are some chances for risk. Now, most of the procedures, you know, there's a very, very low chance of risk and, you know, a higher chance that, you know, it's going to help whatever situation you're having. But that's informed consent. And, you know, that's science. That is how medical science works. But so when you have these vaccines come out where it's, the you know, the reporting is all skewed towards encouraging people to take it and even, you know, insulting people who question it, um, that's not science. And that's I, just I don't know if you opinions. remember when this first came out, there was two doctors in California and they are virologists and they are yes. actually, um, they go to the hospital, they, they treat people with viruses. And I remember there's two male doctors, I forgot their name. And there was another doctor, um, she is a African, she's from Africa and she spoke mm -hmm. highly against the mRNA vaccine, especially in young children. They explain how virus works. And all those videos on YouTube were taken down uh, at yeah. the time as misinformation. So, um, so now CNN and the CBS local affiliate, and it's WWMT is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Sorry. they are reported on it. So I'm trying to find sources that's mainstream media that's not. Uh, that people will not call is a right-wing conspiracy theory. So right. this is CNN and CBS reporting on this right now. Now, the doctor you're referring to in California, they are owned urgent care centers or something like that. Right. And uh, at the time, I actually did a YouTube video about him. There were problems with the things that he was saying. And, you know, he had said that based on their testing that they did, two-thirds of the country's already had COVID. Well, that, mm -hmm. that wasn't true. And it was pretty right. obvious at the time if you did a little investigating. But for me, rather than ban the videos and insult the person, you know, uh, I mean, call them a conspiracy, you know, counter what he's saying. 
say this is bad information, this is the good information. That to me is how free speech works. And the problem is, is when you do ban these people, call them names and things, there's a whole lot of other people that say, look at that suspiciously. So Absolutely. And I wonder what's, what happens to the parents as giving their children um, the vaccination and find out their kids have myocarditis. And worse, some of these young athletes are, you know, they're just have heart attack, you know, yeah. and, and, and have this sudden death syndrome. And I wonder how they feel about it, you know. So, um, but I'm sure there's going to be more report coming out as the cases increases. Yeah. Um, but I, and I found that the CNN headline was interesting. It says, most, this is in May. Let me just reread this headline. I thought that was, um, that was, um, and again, these are our Facebook page and people can go and look sure. at them. And this is all from the good resources. Growing share of COVID-19 deaths are among vaccinated people, but booster shots substantially lower the risk. So, um, okay. All right. Uh, All right. So, I, you know, I, I, I have an engineering background. So from the very beginning, I started researching, oh. and I'm, I'm really self-taught. So I started researching, you know, virology, immunology, vaccines. I mean, you know, so, so I've taken a lot of time and studied it. And I could tell you that, you know, what's going on with that article is that may be true, but that doesn't mean necessarily that the vaccine is causing people to be more susceptible. Okay, that that yeah, but yet the the way the headline reads, here's what it sounds like it's telling people: the vaccine. If you're vaccinated, you're at higher risk for getting the virus. So now you get the booster. So in other words, if you've chosen to vaccinate, now you're like a, a repeat customer. You know, you're you're you're, you're you know addicted to boosters. You're going to have to keep getting them. You know, and, but if you didn't get vaccinated, you don't need a booster. That's what it sounds like. That's not what it's saying. That's not the situation at all. But that uh -huh. is what it sounds like to people. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I have to tell you, I've never even gotten a flu shot. So um, I'm taking my flu shot is I do apple cider vinegar mixed with water every day. And I went from don't want to drink that water. Now I'm doing two to three times a day, and it's, mm -hmm. it's so far it's been good. <laughs> there is, if if you haven't seen the Saturday Night Live this past week, I didn't watch the show, but I I watched uh, Dave Chappelle's monologue on YouTube, okay. and then it I love suggested him. there was a skit of it was a barber shop. Everyone in the barber shop is black, and there's one white guy in there, mm -hmm. and it's really funny. The the white guy keeps saying things that the black people don't agree with at all and they don't come they go uh-huh and you know they just don't say anything one of them was the vaccine he mentions how the vaccine is very safe and the president of the united states would never recommend it if it wasn't safe mm -hmm. and all the black folks looked at each other and went okay and they just <laughs> wouldn't they didn't want to talk about it because they knew they were on a completely different page um it's just funny and yeah. uh, i don't know i just thought of that <laughs> Different people have different attitudes towards it. And, yeah, we already know the black male population was you know, very skeptical of the vaccine. Yeah, because of Tuskegee, um, the yeah. whole Tuskegee thing. So, well, yeah, suspicion of the you know, system and everything. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right. All right. So we're going to move on to the our next topic. Yeah. So the, they, they did a speech this past week. It's about a half hour long. And mm-hmm. um, so the uh, oversight committee has stated that they're going to investigate uh, by Joe Biden's ties to the Hunter Biden business. If you recall, um, that story was, um, you know, it was blocked basically by social media and the mainstream media. And uh, there was even a a whistleblower, Tony Boblinski, who was one of the business partners, who stated that some of those things in there were referring in those emails and such were referring to Joe Biden, the big guy. But all of that was suppressed before Mm -hmm. the election. Uh, So they they said they're going to investigate. They say they're not investigating Hunter. They're just but they are investigating Joe Biden's potential problems with you know, taking money from foreign governments, influence, that kind of thing. Well, Tony Boblinski was on Tucker before the election. Right. And then also, and I understand why they're not, they're not investigating Hunter because we don't need to investigate Hunter, right? The laptop provided all evidence. He has videotapes right. and emails and everything. So we know Hunter is not kosher at all. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the big guy. I think there was a couple of emails actually mentioned Joe's by name, and there was some kind of office key. Was you, they have to make an office key to give it to him and Jill? Right. Um, yep. And you know, these are like three laptops from hell for the Biden family, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking. You know, there was people on the left and saying, why are we spending money to do more investigation? Isn't GOP's whole um, agenda was to supposed to, um, you know, fix the inflation and make us more energy independent. Then I talked to people on the right or not even politically and basically saying, investigate, you go ahead, you know, Um I mean, you have an oversight committee. Mm-hmm. Their job is to have some oversight over the president, the government, um, you know, and then you have a judiciary committee. So, you know, the judiciary committee investigation is looking into uh, the Justice Department, the politicization of the Justice Department. And there are a lot of examples, the um, Russia, Trump, Russia thing. But um, also relative to the Hunter Biden is the, um, oh, they, early on, a bunch of people from the FBI put out a letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Okay. Then that was taken by all the media, including social media, to say, this is Russian disinformation. Squash it. And so Facebook was was I guess it's known that Facebook was uh, pressured by the FBI to filter it. They don't know about Twitter, but chances are it probably was. And um, you know, so one of these folks was questioned by Brett Baer, and he asked him about that. And here's what their position is: We didn't say it was Russian disinformation. We said it has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation, Uh, Russian disinformation. So Brett Baer says, yeah, but you saw what the media did with it. You knew what they were going to do with it. And then he says, whoa, whoa, 
we're not responsible for what the media says. So here again, you have nobody's responsible. The media says we're just doing it because the FBI said it. The FBI saying we didn't say it. You know, we, right. they so they want everybody wants to avoid responsibility. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the FBI is responsible because they knew when they released that report how it would what effect it would have. They had to know that. Otherwise, they shouldn't be in the FBI. <laughs> well, I I found it is interesting because um the FBI knew the dossier on Trump's side was not from Russia, was actually from Hillary and the Democratic Committee. Right. They knew that from the beginning, but we went ahead and did a three-year investigation. And I remember yep. uh, Adam Schiff come on every Sunday show. We The evidence is right in front of us, right in front of us. And, yeah, we went to three years of um investigation of $30 million later. I don't know if you were, did you watch the Mueller uh, hearing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this, this <laughs> Mueller guy was just completely was like, his credibility was gone yeah. in that hearing. Yeah. We've so, been told over three years how competent and this was an excellent person. This And yeah. yeah. And then and what's not. interesting to me now, you know, is proven the Trump dossier was the Democratic Party and and was planned by the Hillary Clinton campaign, and then nobody even talked about it. It just kind of fizzled out. But the the whole well, Hunter Biden laptop thing, they know it was it was true, right? It was right. But then yeah. it was Russian disinformation. Now we know it's not Russian disinformation; it's true. But it's it just interests it. It's so I don't know. I don't even Here, know. Here's the like. biggest problem I think. When they talk about, if you want to talk about a threat to democracy, mm -hmm. it's the media not doing their job. It's the media taking sides and not holding government accountable. What because, about the FBI you know, being, what about the Justice Department? If well, we don't it's up to the media not to take the side of the FBI, but to challenge and question it. So when back when the Russian stuff first began, as soon as the Democrats started saying that Trump had, uh, you know, connections to Russia... OK, Hillary Clinton was being questioned and someone asked them, well, didn't you pay for a dossier that you used a, a former UK foreign agent to go to Russia mm -hmm. and collect information and then compile that and give it? She admitted, yes, we did that. But that's just oppo research. And I'm mm. like, wait a minute. If you, it sounds to me like the exact same thing that you're claiming Trump did, and you just admitted it, and the media just let it go. Let it and, go. And you know, yeah. so all along, the you know, the conservatives, the Republicans were saying that they had no evidence. All they had was this dossier that it was taken to the FISA court. It was all the evidence. They kept denying it. They kept saying they had all this information. The media ran with this, especially CNN and NBC, MSNBC, over and over and over, 24-7. They talked about the walls are closing in. There's new information. Any person that's not looking at conservative media has the impression that this is a big deal, that there's a lot. It went on for three years and they had absolutely nothing. And now it's been proven that all they ever had from the very beginning was that fake dossier. And so and instead of um, thinking that Russia, 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 I think should be China, China, China. Right. I think China mm -hmm. has a lot more to do with our election, how 
they're influencing our media and politicians in our election. If we start investigating a lot of the dark money in politics, we might find there's a lot of money coming in from China. And I, right. uh, the FBI director just started saying he's very concerned with these police stations are setting up within United States, but they're Chinese police stations. Mm-hmm. Now, can you imagine if America starts setting up police stations in China? <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, it, they wouldn't let it happen. It would have never happened. So, um, yeah, I think I think the investigation is important because this investigation is really, um, I think, is it is tied to our national security, right? Yeah. Um, the eighty-seven billion dollar worth of weaponry that was left in Afghanistan now is in control. By the mm-hmm. Taliban, but who's behind that was is China and Russia. Right. Um, so if you look at the actual policy of this administration, and then you look at the policy of Trump administration, which administration was better for China? In in oh Vietnam? yeah. I mean, you mean to tell me, look at what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now, and this is what they would have you believe that. Putin would rather Trump be president right now. <laughs> I mean, he has, you know, he's not, he can do whatever he wants. He's out of control. I mean, well, Putin, Trump turned off the Putin's money well, right? Trump said, I mean, Trump was just a tough guy. He was tough with, uh, you know, North Korea, Kim Jong Un. He started tough and then he made friends with him. I mean, you know, that's how. You know, Trump was the, the, the whole idea that Putin preferred a Trump presidency because he was controllable was ridiculous. I mean, it's it's just again, it, I, it really goes back to the media, because I had a friend when I posted some of this stuff on Facebook. It said, well, unfortunately, when the Republicans do investigations or whatever, nothing ever happens. Well, think about it. Nothing ever really happened after all these investigations of Trump. Now, they impeached him on the on the Ukraine thing, but three years of Trump-Russia, nothing happened. It all turned into nothing. But what, what did they do? Because they have the media, it has the impact that they want. They dramatically impacted elections. Mm-hmm. I mean, influenced the American people. And that's the problem I have. The media knows that they should look at this and say, look, we're not doing our jobs, okay? The Republic, the Democrat Party can do whatever they want to the American people by using us. As soon as they leak stuff to the press, it takes on a life of its own. You know? What I don't I mean, understand is, you know, whether you're in the media or not in the media, we are, in a, they're American citizens, right? If you work for CNN, you're American citizen. You're not a Chinese citizen. So what good is it to speak against America when you have a country that is your adversary are inching closer and closer to dominant the war power. What benefits the United States? What benefits these people specifically? Because if China is the war power, Russia is invading Ukraine, um, our people are suffering. American people are suffering. I don't understand how is it benefiting them by having United States to be less um, then China. I, so the ration, I don't see the rationale in it. Well, I just don't see it's, it. The media's job has always been to hold the government accountable. So their job is to inform the people. 
Okay, they they they're supposed to put our interests first, that's, but that's not what they're doing. They're putting the Democrat doing. Party's interests, the left wing agenda's interests, you know, and and they're they've taken a side in this culture war, and I mean it it. it at the end of the day, I'm still all this damage was done. None of this would have happened. None of this damage could have happened if if the media had done their job. Think about that. Even on the left wing side, what what good is due to them if America is a weaker country? They don't think they live in America. Everybody lives here. Everybody's America. We are American citizen. What benefits the left versus the right that if America is weaker than China? Who's the enemy? If you were to ask people, if you were to ask the Democrat Party or people on the left, who are the threat to democracy? Who is the enemy of this country? Mega Republicans. What are they going to tell you? Mega Republicans. You. You and me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's the the Republicans. It's this far right. I mean, that's the battle they're they're fighting. It's not China. It's not Russia. And you're right. I mean, so our country is all divided. And, I mean, again... I, I just keep going back to the media. It's like if that's your job, that's when this country was founded. That was the job of the media was to hold government accountable. And it's well, another happen. thing I wanted to – I was talking to somebody yesterday. And they're like, oh, what's the big deal if China takes Taiwan? And I, I, I asked, I said, do you understand 95% of the computer chips are manufactured in Taiwan? Right. They're like, what's the big deal about that? Well, your computer, your cell phone, the – you, the chip computer chips in your car, it's all controlled. It's all manufactured in Taiwan. If China takes over, then the chip's going to come out of communism government-controlled Taiwan, and they can control your car. They can tap into your phone. They can tap your computer. They can tap your smart TV. Um, that's what's at stake, and I'm not sure people understand that. I you're absolutely right. Now, but I just want to say, too, um, you know, the congressional Republicans should be addressing uh, inflation and crime. Those mm-hmm. were their big issues. But you have a Judiciary Committee and you have an Oversight Committee and neither inflation nor crime fall under those co- committees. Purview. Those committees. So, Absolutely. you know, those committees have a job and they're doing their job. And, you know, how many times have you heard recently from the Democrats, we can walk and chew gum at the same time? Okay? Well, so. just, just uh, to counter the Republican investigation to the Biden family, the DOJ also announced a special counsel to look into the January 6th or Trump's involvement with January 6th, just so you know. So we're going to have two mm-hmm. years of GOP investigation, the DOJ investigation on Trump right. and Biden. So well, nothing will get done. So that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. for Since Trump was elected president, it's even before, that's all the Democrats have done is, you know, investigations. And, yeah. So... All right, let's talk about this juicy FTX thing. Okay. The more <laughs> we we were talking about it, you and I, and the more we look into it, the more interesting this has gotten. And I, I just right. sent you a video on that. And you're a more technical person, so tell the audience your, okay. your perspective on that. Well, um, just I think a summary of, of what most people know, this um, Sam... Bankman Freed mm-hmm. had a um, the 
crypto exchange, FTX. It's a crypto exchange is like the NASDAQ or the New York Times. They, they exist to trade in you know crypto in this uh-huh. case. So there are these private crypto exchanges and they make money by by um, you know trading crypto. And everyone knows it's gone bankrupt and they think about Ponzi scheme, people are losing their money and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but what happened was he has a, another he started another company, Alameda Research. Okay, mm-hmm. Alameda Research basically um, runs in a hedge fund. And Alameda Research was the number one holder of the crypto, the exchange tokens put out by FTX. So real quick, reason that's a problem is because FTX was taking in hundreds of millions of dollars from investors. They were claiming to, they were putting their money in their own crypto token. That's where they would sort of park it, if you will. It wasn't in cash. It was in their token. And then the value of that token kept going up and up. But they were manipulating the value of that token by Alameda Research. Alameda Research was the biggest trader and holder of the FTT token. So this guy, his girlfriend or former girlfriend was the CEO of Alameda Research. And uh, so, you know, they were manipulating the value of the, this token was basically worth nothing. So mm-hmm. they were creating, you know, fake value. People were investing their money. The flip side of him, and this is what makes it interesting, is he seemed to be, um, you know, investing in or caring about charities and making the world a better place. And he invested quite a bit of money in politicians, more in Democrats than in Republicans, something to the tune of $40 million in the Mm -hmm. last election. Right. So there's questions about, you know, what relationship did he have with these politicians? Um, You know, that that that's kind of, I think, it in a nutshell. Um, I think his mother is a professor and his dad is an attorney. And um, I think Sam's father once uh, wrote legislation for Elizabeth Warren. Um, just that was um, I can I will put that link on that. And also there's a lawsuit against FTS and they name a bunch of celebrities, Tom Brady, Giselle, mm-hmm. Stephen Curry, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, this is a class action lawsuit uh, for $11 billion worth of damage. $11 billion. $11 billion. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot. I don't know if you remember, the cryptocurrency market collapsed also in July. There was mm-hmm. a South Korean company went from worth $3 billion to 3600 overnight within mm-hmm. 72 hours. Do you remember that? We, which we, which we, one we, was it? Which token? It was a company in South Korea. Um, I don't remember it. No. Yeah. Remember I asked you when that whole thing collapsed, are you investing in cryptocurrency? I just, oh, I was, right. yeah, I was a, a stockbroker in my previous life. I, mm-hmm. when, the cryptocurrency was explained to me. I just can't understand it. I feel like it's created from air. We're trading air. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no industry well, behind it. There's no surface behind it. There's nothing right. behind it. It just, it is purely air. If, if you buy stock in a company, then there's a company behind it that right. gives it inherent value. Now the company could 
fold. You know, it could go out of business and you lose your value. But as long as the company's there and they report publicly and things, you. But with crypto, the only value in in your crypto is the fact that somebody else is willing to pay more for it than you did. That's right. really it's it. it doesn't have any inherent value whatsoever. No, and if you look at Bitcoin, I remember Bitcoin before July was worth fifty two fifty. At one point, was fifty three. Yeah, it hit like sixty thousand, and it's down. You know. Now it's at sixteen thousand a share, but still, the the government is not behind it. You can't even trade no. this on the regular market. Um, just really interesting. Um, they questioned. Um, let me see. Uh, what is that lady's name? She's going to be investigating. Caroline Ellison, the CEO of uh, Alameda, his girlfriend or former girlfriend. No, there's, a, there's some really interesting uh, angles to this that we haven't gotten into yet. <laughs> right. So Maxine Waters okay. is organizing an investigation. She's a head of the committee organ for investigating FTX. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I think if you want to investigating a financial crime, shouldn't you get someone that's expert in that area? I mean, right. I, I think Mr. W Ms. Mrs. Waters has been a congressional congresswoman for a long time. I'm mm -hmm. not sure her knowledge in this sophisticated trading of a cryptocurrency market. That's number one. Um, number two, she said, oh, you know what? He gave money to both sides. So apparently in 2020, Sam has given $10 million to Joe Biden's campaign. And this past election, he gave $40 million. And I thought the timing was interesting is right before the general election was on November 8th this year. Was it $40 million just to the, uh, to Biden the campaign or total to Democrats? Total to Democrat. Yeah. Okay. And you know how much he gave to Republican? $11,000. <laughs> but he's bipartisan. He said he gave money to both parties, right? Republican and Democrat. So we're talking about $40 million versus $11,000. Um, well, and the timing of the collapsing is interesting. It was three days before the general election. So November 8th, and then the trade, the, the whole bankruptcy happened 72 hours prior to the general election. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I, you know, I looked up the, I tried to investigate this, you know, connection to uh, the Democrats. And, you know, one of the, one of the questions that they're asking, should the candidates give their money back? The press is asking these people, should you return? And some have, if you read the the news, you'll see, People who were given three thousand and two thousand, you know, thousands of dollars are quote giving it back. Um, but the people who were given a million and this Carrick Flynn in Oregon, she uh -huh. was given ten million. Uh, he was put millions of dollars into primary candidates. I, I, you know, some of the big money people that he invested in didn't win. Uh -huh. um, but none of them are giving their money back. <laughs> Well, it's only the real small ones. So, you know, it gives this appearance that the Democrats are giving their money back, but they're really not. Um, so. Well, you know, I look at Sam Bankman-Fried 
as um, he's like the Fetterman of the cryptocurrency market, um, <laughs> you know. And I'm not sure people know, but um, he also bought position a hedge fund to hedge against his own company. So he's not, he's not, he personally, he's not hurting. Right. Um, because he's, he went from net worth of 26 billion as of November 7th, which that was right before he filed bankruptcy. He's still worth $16 billion. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just wanted to look into his father because there was an interesting article on his dad. Sam Bateman Fry's father. Sam Bateman Fry drafted tax legislation for um, Elizabeth Warren and donated thousands to Democrat Party. Yep. So, so just that that's his dad's tie to um to the Democratic Party. This kid well, is fairly young. I mean, we we can't yeah. assume he has so much political connection and um you know, he just seems like just like a kid. Yeah. Well, here he, here's my explanation of him giving money to the politicians. So mm -hmm. I did some digging and he is a adherent. He studied utilitarian philosophy. He got this from his mother. I guess his father was into it too. Mm -hmm. His father was, you know, tax law. I think he works in the medical department at Stanford, but his mother is focused on the intersection of law, economics, and moral philosophy. She specialized in risk and harm. She's written books on this. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're described as uh, effective altruists, okay? And basically what all this means is a utilitarian tries to use data and, you know, rationality to embark to do the right action that produces the most good the most good for the most people mm -hmm. okay and it's literally a philosophy that says the ends justifies the means hmm. okay so he's making all this money and it's typical in a utilitarian person to say well i'm making a lot of money but i'm donating a lot too i'm giving a lot to charity i'm giving a lot money to democrats because i you know believe that this is going to make the world a better place so they kind of as a philosophy they say that's a moral good and effective altruists are the same thing. It's, it's similar. They, they figure out how to benefit others, as, as many people as possible, and take action. They often donate to charities and social causes. His uh -huh. girlfriend, Carolyn Ellison, has spoken on effective altruism. Um, there were 10 of his classmates from MIT. They all live together in the Bahamas. They're in the Bahamas. Right. So they fall under U.S. law. But uh, so my point being... He has a foundational philosophy and a worldview, and his, all of his actions are consistent with that. So hmm. I think he gave money to the politicians because he believed in the social causes. And, you know, it's the same reason why he gave money to, um, you know, charities and things. Yeah, he appeared to be this uh, down-to-earth person, but I understand they live in a $40 million mansion in... Um... <laughs> Well, the that's the conflict. I mean, I think his philosophy explains the conflict between someone who's doing 
clearly immoral, wrong things, but yet he has a history of being a caring person, helping out charities and donating time and money and things like that. Well, so, I mean, here's the thing. If you are skimming so much money of people, this is basically a public funded lifestyle. He mm -hmm. has no industry. They live in a mansion that's, they live off this a cryptocurrency, basic is air. It's inflated right. value on their own. The media inflated all this. He has clearly politician friends that help him cover things up. I mean, we, I don't understand why our justice department doesn't go to the Bahamas and get him back because we have jurisdiction over there. Um, yeah. I mean, Madoff is in jail, you know, for the Ponzi scheme, what he did, what he did. Yeah. So I think um, he doesn't have the money to pay back his investors. I mean, besides Tom Brady, Shaquille O'Neal, all those people, the celebrities lost money. We're talking about everyday people that probably oh, yeah. put a lot of their savings in this cryptocurrency because the media kind of gave him this great reputation. And so they put their money into this. I mean, we're talking about people's livelihood here being affected, mm -hmm. you know, so I command that lawyer trying to sue for $11 billion. You hope some of these people get their money back. I mean, Giselle and Tom Brady, Steve Curry, they can still play basketball, play football, get an endorsement. What about people waiting tables, you know, um, go out to get up to work every day? Uh, how, how are they going to recoup? Right. Well, so, here's part of the problem. From what I read, our Security Exchange Commission laws are applicable to, you know, stock, the stock market, equities, trading. They don't apply to crypto or yes. most of them, the bulk of them don't, or it's a gray area. It's so a gray area. the U.S. is seriously lacking in laws to protect against this and to make it even worse. They're in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that's kind of murky. Yeah, I but. have friends told me to you need to start buying some cryptocurrency. And I didn't know, you know, I was never interested in crypto just because for the pure reason I was in the financial business and I don't trust yeah. anything that trading from air. So when I found out it wasn't trade on NASDAQ or the stock exchange, I thought, this is very strange. I just can't take, you know, I don't care if people are making millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, well, his belief system, and it's really like a religion. You know, mm -hmm. it's people that have, have a philosophy and a worldview, but it's it's kind of like um, Robin Hood. So remember Robin Hood, rob from the rich, give to the poor. Right. It would be like that if Robin Hood robbed from the rich and gave 10, 20 percent of it to the poor and kept the rest for himself. That's he their philosophy. As long as I'm giving that 10, 20 percent, making the world a better place, there's not a problem with me making my money and it doesn't matter how I do it. That's, well, isn't that most of the that's like uh, a religion to them? Well, I understand most of the charity in this country is you can you raise money, but you just give you can only give ten to twelve percent. That's what happened in, with the Clinton Foundation, right? You can give as much as you want. I think there there are limits to deductions, but right. there's no limit to how much money you can give to charity. So, I remember when they investigated the Clinton Foundation, wasn't that ninety percent went to administrative expenses? Yeah. 
Which is salaries, like, you know, the daughter and, and them. Right, right. So, I mean, I mean, what's that? Yeah. Um, well, I just have to say, you know, every Monday, we, we, we committed to do this show every Monday. And when we started to do this, I thought, oh, how are we going to come up with things to talk about? And now, as we did, go into episode three, I think we can talk about it for three hours if we want to. There's so much. Um, and yeah. I know people out there are listening and, um, you know, I'm getting some feedback. Um, so I please subscribe to our channel if you like to, you know, our episodes. And um, but, it's been such fun to do this. Absolutely. Anything you want to add? Um. I, yeah, I know you're closing, but I, I printed something out. I just want to ahead. talk about it real quick. Please CBS do. did a tweet. Okay. Okay. This tweet, CBS News um, PR. Oh, I know so what you're going to talk about. <laughs> What's I that? know what you're going to talk about. Please say it. It's so hilarious. It's November 20th, 22 at 8.36 a.m. So <laughs> what they did, all this stuff about. You know, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. The world's going to come to an end. The Nazis are going to all rise to power. I mean, it's this whole narrative. So CBS, you know, basically boycotted Twitter. They said, we are not putting anything on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So on the 20th, they came back out. Here's their tweet. And it, it's a it. it's joke. After pausing for much of the weekend to assess the security concerns, mm -hmm. CBS News and Stations is resuming its activity on Twitter as we continue to monitor the situation. <laughs> and did you see the Elon Musk reply? Uh, I, I don't really know. It was an emoji. Reply? You have to look at it. I'm going okay. to, I, I think I screenshotted it and I will uh, post that on our Facebook page. Well, I mean, Look at the drama behind this, but it's really again, it's the news. They're making the news. I mean, there, there was there was no basis for any of these concerns about Elon Musk. I mean, you know, these people seem to be worried so much about other, you know, disinformation on on some side. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what they say, and they need to be worried about what impact they're having. And I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, it makes a story out of nothing. It's, well, it's shameful to me that a news media would do. I mean, it's funny, but it's it's not really either because this is influencing how people view Elon Musk in the Twitter situation. And it keeps reinforcing we've got a bunch of bad Americans out there and they're going to tear the country down if we don't fight them. I mean, well, I there are bad people you, out I, there, but there aren't that they're not all it's not all the Republicans. It's a small number. I mean, these are the same people that told us we're not allowed to say what the words Muslim terrorists because not all Muslims are terrorists. Right. But they're doing the same thing now. Well, I have to tell you one thing. Um, <clears throat> I, I had a Twitter account for years. I was I don't understand Twitter. I'm a Facebook person. I never really went on Twitter. But ever since Elon Musk took over Twitter. Uh -huh. It is so entertaining. <laughs> His replies are just gold. I mean, just gold. Some of these <laughs> things he replied to different people. Um, I have to. I saw that CBS tweet this morning, so I looked at his his reply. It would. It, it was total gold. What um, was his reply? I, I don't remember it. It was an emoji, like he's holding like his. You know, it was oh. like an emoji, like oh, like you're coming back. 
Like drama um, queen type of moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. Um, one He's more great. Thing I, one more thing I want to talk about it too. Um, I know there's a lot of negative things said about Nancy Pelosi. And I want to uh, say this much. Nancy Pelosi voluntarily resigned from the leadership position of the Democratic Party. Right. Um, whether you like the women or not, he, she is extremely effective speaker. She was a very effective leader for the Democratic Party. Right. You yeah, can agree absolutely. or disagree with her philosophy, the way she does things, because I saw a lot of memes on, tw on Facebook, Twitter saying, oh, the witch is gone. The witch is gone. No one kick her out. She voluntarily quit. And she wow. held that leadership. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She hold that leadership. Fauci retired too. <laughs> There's a theory behind this, okay? There's with a theory the, um, behind it. But you know, you with the Democrat, with the Republicans taking control, Fauci retired partially, at least I believe, because he's avoiding being investigated. He figures if he's out of the limelight, not part of that, they'll just leave him alone. And Pelosi might be doing the same thing. I mean, the stuff that they did to Trump. I mean, you know, for all I, it, it, part of me, and I don't have any basis for this, but part of me wondered if she didn't do that. And I could because she's just getting older well, and or, she's finished, and then, but or, it makes me wonder if she's trying to just not be that lightning rod and lay low because of some of the slimy things that were done. Well, what about, and I think have a lot to do with Paul Pelosi, the whole. Could. Could be personal, yeah. I was um, watching, this is Channel 11 in California. Again, it's a local station affiliated with Channel 11, NBC. And mm -hmm. they reported on the fact that there was this um, thing about who opened the door. And right. it, was, it was somehow not reported because some report says Paul Pelosi opened the door himself and then it was taken out. Again, this is an NBC affiliated local station yes. um, saying that. But again, yeah. I, I, I downloaded be, the video before they deleted it. Right. <laughs> so I have. I want to be fair. You know, I want to be fair to say whether you agree with her or disagree with her, if you don't like her, if you don't, if, if you're on the right, you don't like Nancy Pelosi, that means she's doing her job for her party. She is a very, she has been a very effective speaker. Um, the Democratic Party seemed to be all scared of her because she knows how to raise large amount of money. However that money came from, she raised a large amount of money for the Democratic Party. And as a woman in, you know, being in politics for so long, and I want to commend her on that side, but at the same time, I think, I know you're, you're shaking your head, but I'm just saying you got to be fair, right? To be standing in the leadership position for that lot and then get out of the way. Now, we'll see what Mitch McConnell's going to do on the Republican side. I'm having a hard time with it. <laughs> hey, hey I'm sorry. It's, it's the three year. It's the three year. I can't I can't get past three years of basically nothing. Three years of a lie. And and they do this because they don't have to prove anything. They know. They put stuff into the media. It goes circles around in the media. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all fabricated. It's all made up. But it's just bouncing around out in the media world that, you know, it looks like it's true because you have what used to be reputable media companies reporting on it. And and she just let all this happen. I mean, yeah, I guess she's good for her party. But is she she's good, good for, for the her United party. States of America?
No, I mean, yeah, that's what I said. She's she's effective leader for her party, not necessarily for America, but for her party. And you, then what she's what she's doing, she has nothing to do with the media. The media can choose to report the truth, but beneath the media choose not to report the truth. Well, she uses the media. You're right. I, that does, she they, the media can't point and say it's her fault. Absolutely no. not. Their job is to hold her accountable. But and they're yeah, not holding so, her accountable. No, exactly. So if I were, so to your point, if I were to say, you know, if the, let's say, let's pretend uh, Nancy Pelosi was totally responsible for the three. It wasn't Schiff was involved, but let's just pretend. I blame the media more than I blame her because to your point, she's just looking out for the interests of her party. You know, that's her job, right? She's a leader for her party. That's her job. I'm not saying it's okay. I don't give, you know, I don't think that gives you a license. Like, it, you know, FTX, this guy thinks it's okay for him to rip people off because he's doing a greater good. I, I, I don't believe in that kind of, you know, way of looking at things. But the media is clearly the biggest problem. Their job is to to hold this accountable and to inform us. I, I have a real problem, the fact that, the, that we're not informed. The people of the United States mm -hmm. of America are not properly informed. And it's not conspiracy theories that are the problem. I believe that, you know, conspiracy theories are like way, way wrong. OK, but they're only believed by a small number of people and they're propagated by people with very little influence. But the media may not be as wrong. They might be more of a spin machine and they're just but their influence is, is thousands of times greater. OK, we got so the ones with that are influence what people think and believe to be true. And that comes with that comes a, high, a big responsibility. So let's be careful with the conspiracy theorist. Right. Myocarditis was considered a conspiracy. Now they're investigating it. Now they're doing well. There are real, real conspiracies, and then there are conspiracy theories. Right, real cons. Yeah. So, um, but, so, but the problem is a lot of things that was considered conspiracy are slowly leaking into the mainstream media. It's not on the top of the page. Now the right. it's not the headline, but it's hidden somewhere out there being reported, and people are seeking it out. So, um, yeah, so that's why the public distrust the media, right? You tell us something a year and a half ago yeah. that this, this is completely safe, do it. Now you're telling us, oh, wait a second, it's actually not safe. And the mRNA vaccine, most people was talking about it before and say, hey, this mRNA vaccine, we have to really look into it. Those people being suppressed, but now they're saying, oh, wait, mRNA vaccine does have this these effects right so um you know i gotta tell you you one thing we blame the media another thing we have to blame is the american public majority of the public do not want to be informed i remember they what uh, i'm sorry the majority they don't what? Be informed. they don't want to be informed oh right, right. Uh, I remember I was arguing with a, a, a friend. They want to be validated. That, yeah. <laughs> they want to be told that what they already believe is true. Right. I remember I was arguing with a friend of mine about politics. And mm -hmm. I said, look, you watch 30 Minutes NBC headline at night doesn't give you all what you need to know. And I'm, clearly I'm more, I'm going to say more informed, but I'm into politics more than she does. So then I found out she gets her view perspective from Alyssa Milano on Twitter. <laughs> so everything she tells me about her political perspective is from Alyssa Milano. I'm not saying Alyssa Milano should not have her own personal political 
opinions, but mm-hmm. don't talk to me as authoritative if you get your news from Melissa Milano on Twitter. Right. Okay. Just because you like the soap opera charm. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we might be really surprised how many people get influenced by such a thing. How many people sure. got influenced by Tom Brady, Stephen Curry, and Shaquille O'Neal to buy, to get into FTX and lo- lost right. money? So I think people just have to always question and do some research on their own. Yeah, I mean, you know, you really have to leverage your life's experience to or at least talk to people. You know, I mean, my business and engineering background gives me a very different perspective on it than I see what a lot of people have. And I mean, but to your point, you're right. The American people don't want this. And I I don't believe the number one reason the media is doing what they're doing is because of ideology, because of their left wing agenda. It's because of money. They're playing to an audience. Okay, I mean, you know. We've got 24-hour news stations. News is boring over and over and over. So you have all these commentary analysis people, and they're the highest-rating shows. So Tucker Carlson, you know, um, the woman that was with MSNBC, Rachel Maddow. These are the shows that people watch. But what people don't realize is they're kind of trying to make the news entertaining. They're putting their own spin on it and things like that. But it's not real news. They tell you what you want to hear. They, well, so yeah, exactly. They're playing. Everyone's playing to an audience. And right or you know, I mean, I heard that CNN, you know, they had the covid ticker, how many people were dying of covid, right. you know, running. Then and they showed their viewership was up while they were running the ticker. So they kept running the ticker when mm-hmm. when they reported negatively on Trump, their ratings went up. I think the, the CEO at the time admitted to this. So they keep reporting more negative. On, so it's all about money for them. They're right. playing to an audience like it's an entertainment thing. So, you know, that's the main reason. It's not because of their, you know, uh, agenda, but the agenda is still there. So, you know, Fox News was one of the first because they came out playing to an audience, you know, right. an underserved conservative audience. And, you know, CNN, MSNBC picked, I mean, MSNBC always was like that, but CNN really picked it up with Trump. Yeah, they and, did. And, and the, so as the late night um, comedians, because Steve Colbert yeah. was tanking in ratings until he started to go after Trump and then his rating went up. Uh, but now they all going down again because people are just sick of it, you know. So, yeah. well, this was I like yeah, I said, I'm kind of going. I, I, I mean, this stuff really gets me going, you know, <laughs> the, the story, this media. But yeah. Um, well, doesn't seem like we're going to ever run out of things to talk about. I'm sure there's some big headlines coming next. Um, but this has been so much fun. Please subscribe to, to us. And then we have more interview coming up. Um, we have some, we had some great interviews last week, you know? Um, so you, you, Bob's still working on a few. I have two. I still have to edit and release. Add and release. And, uh, we're going to bring you more content and well, and this is before Thanksgiving, so we wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, and yes. we'll see you after. Yep. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. All right. Bye.